Welcome to the Campus Christian Fellowship Podcast for the University of Iowa, Iowa State University, and the University of Northern Iowa. Welcome to the CCF of Iowa podcast and the second edition of Extra Bits. And this edition, we're going to be talking about Paul, which is what we talked about in the first edition of Extra Bits. But a more specific focus for this edition's talk about Paul. We want to talk about Paul and his views on women. And this is uh, just because of some of the chapter 11, chapter 14, things that have come up recently where, where women and their role in worship, their role in the church has been brought up. And, and it's one of those things that I've kind of defended within those talks what I think Paul is trying to say and that, that I think Paul is um, not anti-women and that uh, he's actually for them working in the church. But there's a little bit of additional information that I wanted to throw out that I wasn't really able to get into those talks without them being way, way too long. So today I want to talk about Paul and how he actually treats women. Because a lot of times when we talk about Paul and his view of women, we talk primarily about what he wrote. And there's something that I kind of brought up in the extra bits um, about Paul in the first edition, that Paul is kind of a, a cultural analyzer. And so sometimes when we just try to find out about Paul by what he wrote, um, we can be a little confused. And he, can, he sounds like he disagrees with himself a lot. Because I believe what, what Paul does when he writes each one of his letters is he really sits down and analyzes what is the culture like in this church that I'm writing to? What's the culture like in Corinth? What's the culture like in, in Galatia, in Ephesus, in Philippi? And he's such a good cultural analyzer and then applies the gospel to how does it help this culture and so sometimes his advice looks different to different churches, and, and the ways he talks about things looks different to different churches. And again, whenever we read one of these letters, we're hearing one end of a conversation. We're hearing Paul's thoughts, but we don't have access now to what the church wrote to Paul originally to spark those letters, or what the church has responded to Paul um, to spark an additional letter, or or, or whatever. And, and so we miss out on on that cultural exchange and that conversation that's happening that Paul's trying to help with to clarify. And so sometimes when Paul makes statements about women, he could be talking about just the women in their church, but we don't that. And so we try to universalize it and make that something that should be said about all women. Um, and so that's, that's, I think, with one of the issues with just taking what Paul writes. Now, I'm not trying to reconstruct some fantastical... Uh, extra-biblical narrative, um, what I want to do is kind of look at what's talked about in primarily in Acts about Paul and about what he does, and, and but also it's found within some of the postscripts of his letters when he's talking about certain people and, and, and how he cares about them and, and what they should be doing. And, and so we're also going to kind of bring in a little bit of church history and just some of the things that we know about some of the churches and what's going on there to see how Paul relates to women and how he treats them in his daily life, in his ministry life, as opposed to just what is taken, I think, out of context in, in letters to churches about specific women. 
So one of the main things that I want to talk about is uh, the relationship that Paul has with, with a couple. And it's significant because this is a couple that actually helps start the church in Corinth. It's a couple that's identified scripturally as Priscilla and Aquila. Priscilla is the wife, Aquila is the husband in this married couple. And it talks about how they were actually instrumental in teaching Apollos. And, and they're mentioned together as a unit. Priscilla and Aquila helped instruct Apollos in the gospel, in, in what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And Apollos becomes this great preacher in and around Corinth and, and is well respected um, by many people. And, and Paul refers to him many times within the letter to the Corinthians. And it's Priscilla and Aquila that teach them. And there's this really cool thing that happens throughout the Greek text. Priscilla and Aquila are mentioned several times in the New Testament. And Koine Greek, the language that the New Testament is written, does this unique thing with its ordering of words. Um, it's just a grammatical function. It's the way the language works. That words are ordered in in terms of importance, the most important words occur, occur first in a sentence, and then the least important, important words occur last in a sentence. So whenever there's a listing of things, they're always listed in order of importance. And that's even when you're talking about a couple that's mentioned. So for instance, Priscilla and Aquila. And the reason I'm saying Priscilla and Aquila every time is because the vast majority of the time that they're mentioned, like eight times out of ten, they're mentioned as Priscilla and Aquila. The wife is mentioned first, and then the husband. And that's the Greek word ordering of it. The wife first, then the husband. That's not the standard cultural way that a group would be mentioned, that a couple would be mentioned. Um, in fact, in most cases, the woman just wouldn't even be mentioned because the man is culturally, generally, the only thing that matters uh, from their perspective. But whenever Paul brings them up, he almost always says Priscilla, the wife first, the wife more important, and then Aquila. And that's even within that Priscilla and Aquila instructed Paul. Priscilla and Aquila helped me start this church. It's a reminder, I think, that while this is a couple that's doing these things together, from Paul's perspective, the woman is the more important part of that couple. And she's more the one who's doing that instructing, who's been the leader in the church. I think if it was the other way around and the man was more important that either A, Paul wouldn't even mention Priscilla and he would just talk about Aquila, or B, he would say Aquila and Priscilla did this. Aquila and Priscilla taught Apollos. Aquila and Priscilla planted this church. Give them my greetings. Tell them how much I care about them. And, and that's the thing too, is this is a couple that not only was instrumental in leading the church, but that Paul actually lived and worked with. They were fellow tent makers. They were involved in the same trade. Paul had a very close, intimate relationship with this couple. And so he knows what they're all about. He knows them so well. He cares about them. And I don't think he'd want to offend them. I don't think he'd want to dismiss them. Uh, Priscilla is a part of this church in Corinth that, as we just saw in chapter 14, where Paul supposedly has told the women to remain silent, he's talking of his, his really close friend, Priscilla. And I don't think he wants her to be silent because he's already seen her instruction of Apollos, an adult male who becomes a preacher in this church. He's seen how she has led and planted this church. And I don't think he's shutting her down. Again, I think culturally he's talking to a specific group of women. He's not talking to his friend Priscilla. That he has seen her leadership, her
her instruction, how beneficial it has been within the church. And he wants her to continue and to run with those things. And so that's one relationship. There are also places where Paul addresses um, women who are leaders in churches. And in postscripts of letters, he talks about deaconesses, except he uses the male term for deacon referring to Lydia, who is a deacon of the church, I believe in Philippi, that he wants to give her greetings and wants to say how important she is. He treats her with this great respect and, and doesn't seem to dismiss her leadership, her, her abilities, her position in the church. He doesn't degrade her and I think lifts her up way above by specifically mentioning her in the postscript of his letter um, the way that probably a lot of the culture would have viewed her. There's also places where, where Paul talks about the people who are helping him to, to live and survive and the gifts that they give, and he thanks them so much for it. And there's prominent women that are often mentioned. There's all these prominent women that occur throughout Acts, that there's this really important role that they play in shaping the church, in financing the church, in giving the church its places to meet in their own homes, and, and all throughout um, they're mentioned about that there are these important leaders and decision makers within the church. And, and they're lifted up, I think, above often the position that they would have in society. And I think with, with Jesus, with Paul, throughout the New Testament, we always see women lifted above the level that they're supposed to be in their society. And the thing is, I think sometimes we err on the side of, well, we need to do exactly what Scripture says. And where the Scripture speaks, we have to speak. And where the Scripture is silent, we have to be silent. And so we don't feel like we can make assumptions about how if Paul and Jesus are always raising women above where they're at in their culture, in their society, that apparently we have to stop at that level and we can't raise them any further. But I think Paul and Jesus established a pattern of raising the position of women greater than it was in their society. That's a pattern that we should continue to follow, to look at those that are overlooked, that are, that, that are swept aside, that are the outsiders. And we should be trying, the marginalized, we should be trying to raise them up to a better position in society. That's what Jesus did. That's what Paul did. That's what I think we should do in the church. And we should do that when it comes to women's roles in the church. That we should see the ways that they've been overlooked, the ways that they've been marginalized. And we should help lift them up to express who they are in Christ, to use their gifting, to bring about so many incredible things that their perspective can help bring about. Women have a great role in our churches, and we need to give them the opportunity to speak. So I think when we look at Paul and the ways that he actually treated women, the things that he did in Acts, the things that he did in his postscripts, and greeting specific women and calling them out for their leadership and, and telling them how much he appreciates and cares about what they're doing for the churches, uh, I think that should be our, our, our keys in, in helping us interpret those places, those passages where Paul seems to be anti-women, where he seems to tell them, well, they shouldn't be talking, they shouldn't be teaching, they shouldn't be doing those things that based upon what Paul actually does with women, how he treats women, that Paul is speaking into a specific cultural context as he is so gifted in doing, of finding the things that, that will keep the culture from hearing the gospel and telling the churches, this is how you should treat that issue because otherwise the culture is going to miss out. And we want people to hear about who Christ is. 
And so we should use that lens, the lens that says Paul lifts women up in society. Paul puts them in a better position, allows them to have more authority to teach, to lead. And we should use that as the lens in which we interpret all these places where Paul says, well, this is what women should do in these churches. So that's my extra bits on Paul and the role of women in churches. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for checking us out and spending some time with us this week. Quick reminder, if you're a student at Iowa State, University of Northern Iowa, or University of Iowa, we would love to connect you with a campus minister. So reach out to ccf.uiowa at gmail.com, and we will make sure we get you connected. Be sure to specify your school in an email. Additionally, if you have questions about anything you've heard today or anything that's on your mind, we would love a chance to answer that here anonymously. So you can also just drop a line there. Again, that is ccf.uiowa at gmail.com. We hope you have a great week, and please know that we are praying for you.